Hello and welcome to another episode of You May Not Like This But. As you will see from the introduction um, the, to the episode, this is Coffee Episode Part 3, Personal Recommendations. Um, I'll read the notes to you if you have not read them already. Let me go through them and I'll enlarge upon them, as I have done in Episodes 1 and 2 of the Coffee episode. Uh, five notes. Uh, one, Bible Reading Fellowship. I have subscribed to their notes entitled Guidelines since 2004. Two, The Banner of Truth. I have uh, I have subscribed to this since 1985. Three, the Trinitarian Bible Society. Although personally I am not AV only, I believe in that all their tenets, and I have subscribed to them since also 1985. Four, we should be sure to be in partnership with ministries and societies that are a blessing to us. And finally, note number five, a, conclu a concluding reading from Bible Reading Fellowship's Guidelines. The reason I am making this episode is to show you some personal recommendations. And the reason I want to do that is because I, I detect from some of the intonations from your messages and comments that you are wondering or are at least quizzical about where I'm coming from, to use the saying. And it is important that there'll be no uh, subterfuge or misinterpretation or conspiracy theories or any of that na nature. I'm not a mystic. I don't, you know, I'm, not, I'm just not a mystic and I, or an occultist or, 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 a pra or whatever. You know, I was going to say practicing something. Uh, but I, I simply have what I have and I've learned a lot from both ministers in my church and the um and the the aforementioned uh, sources that I've just cited so let me go through them briefly i don't want this episode to be a long one <clears throat> the the first one is bible reading fellowship i think in my mind that I have included this one first because I use it, the, I use their literature more often than anyone else. What I mean is their Bible reading notes, and they do a number of them. You don't have to read guidelines, but, the, um, but I have subscribed, as I've just said, since the year 2004. I 
I do, I am grateful also, uh, I say this in parenthesis, I'm very grateful for Scripture Union, uh, who do a marvellous work. And I would, as a sub-recommendation, recommend them as well. Um, they, they do two principal ones, um, Daily Bread and Encounter with God. Um, and I've used those in the past, but I, I, I don't know why it was, but it was the, I believe it was a move of the Holy Spirit in my life, and I changed to guidelines, and I don't know what I envisaged from there. But I've stuck with them um, all the time, right up until now, right up until this morning. So there we are, uh, guidelines, and by Bible Reading Fellowship since, 90, since 2004. You can also have the also uh, another daily readings which i think in their in terms of sales are more popular than guidelines and they are uh, they're called new daylight and i would recommend them too because i've dipped into those on occasions but my heart is with guidelines and i've always i've not always been how can i say I haven't always stuck with the date because as I have as I've explained about the podcast, I I go off on a tangent and these tangents are always profitable and I would recommend well the, the, I, I recommend them for that purpose. If you are of the per the, the, the kind of person who does daily readings and follows them but I go off on tangents. I don't always stick to the date. I'll give you a good example. There was a series of notes um, entitled Walking with the Judges. And the, this was split into two, to two parts over a period over quite a long period, actually. Um, the writer did that, and it was edited in into different issues. What I did, and the reason I mention that is because I hadn't really gone into what their mindset would be with regard to the Book of Judges, and so I did that. I found out all the found all the issues that contained it, and I went through like that. And I find these a great adventures in reading scripture and it was it was very very challenging it's not always comforting it's challenging where it needs to be and just like the scriptures it's a reflection of scripture and and it is brought out with great dexterity and i thoroughly and unashamedly recommend it um, Bible, the Bible Reading Fellowship, and in my case, guidelines. Secondly, um, the Banner of Truth. <clears throat> they are publishers of a of books of a reformed nature, both uh, classical and modern. You can't say ancient, 
because they date back to the Genevan uh, Reformation, and they are of, um, I would say, devo devotionally uh, Puritan uh, disposition, and th that's where they're coming from. I, I do. I have. I've got a good collection of their uh, Puritan paperbacks, and which they've done since 1961, and some of them old. I've, so I've bought. There was one uh, title I can recommend, and if you ever want to set aside your 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 doings and so on, and 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 concentrate on that, it's a good read while you perhaps are away or something like that um is I, I it's by a man by the name of thomas brooks and it's called um precious remedies against satan's devices and it's a thoroughly thoroughly enjoyable read i will say that there is a sequel to it called heaven on earth uh, on the subject of assurance, and I would recommend them. And I've also subscribed to the magazine since 1985. I'll come to the subject of uh, 1985 when I come to the next uh, point. But I would thoroughly, it is a... Um, it is a harder read. I'm, I'm only speaking personally here. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm only speaking personally here. And I would say that it is a harder read than guidelines or anything from the Bible Reading Fellowship. And by the way, with regard to Bible Reading Fellowship, I buy some of their books as well. Um, it's, it, it's, it's, a di it's a different animal to the Bible Reading uh, Fellowship. And uh, it was where I came from when I came to Bible Reading Fellowship. So it is, but it is a harder, it is a more challenging read. But some of them are, well, they, they are, they are, they publish excellent um, uh, Christian literature and it's beautifully presented. Uh, one thing, I, one opus I will recommend to you is the entitled expository thoughts on the gospels and it's by the first bishop of liverpool john charles royal and you will find when you when you uh, look into them that they've also published a biography of that man as well as well and they also publish other books by the same man but expository thoughts on the gospels are a must. Um, if you insist, as I do, I'd like to read from the Gospels either every day or as, or as much as possible um, uh, devotionally, um, then you should really have the all seven books. There's, um, there's seven books in the series. Uh, vol volume one is Matthew in one volume, Volume two is Mark in one volume, volume and Luke is in two volumes, and uh, John is in three volumes, and they are uh, uh, they really are 
a beautiful, beautiful read. And I will tell you that reading them, it's like reading someone modern. It's not as if it's as if you are reading something that was written today, because in their description of the human condition and so on, and and they set forth Jesus Christ eminently, and I heartily recommend those and the magazine they published that. The, um, I'm trying to think when uh, they published it. I should have done uh, my due diligence on this. But the, I've got most of the, the organ of the magazine. It's published every month. It's had various editors in it uh, over the years. And it's gone for over 60 years. I know that. Um, and I have most of those. And I've, But I've subscribed... Uh, as a personal subscription to them since 1985. So you have an idea of where I'm coming from with that as well. And this follows on on the subject of while we're in 1985 to the third note, and that is the Trinitarian Bible Society. And my note here, as you'll see, is I am not personally... AV only. And the reason for that, I think, is because I live, and as we all do, in a multi-channel age and a media orient and we can't and a media orientated age. And there's so much choice given us. And this spills over into your mindset. And provided you pray about these things and and make it something that is sanctifying there's no reason to be any to to be worried about that and it issues out in my life in the fact that i although and i love or as a as a writer i love the theatrical language it's not so much that though the trinitarian bible society take the make the point that the King James Bible is the most accurate and so on, and they go into all that side of things. I, am an, an, as I've said in the previous episode, I'm, I'm an adherent to the arts. And as such, you see, I, that is my appreciation of the King James Bible. I love the theatrical language of it. I love Shakespeare and the his theatrical language and there's a close relationship with it between the two um did the theatrical language of shakespeare come from the king james bible or did the king james bible come from the theatrical language of william shakespeare we i mean that's an unanswerable question but i love the theatrical language, and it, it, it speaks to me in a uniquely memorable way. Um, so that, but I am ne nevertheless, the reason I subscribe to them is because I love the preaching of the gospel, and I love people who are dear to um, the, 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 the tenets of the Christian faith and do so, you know, 
consistently. I wouldn't. I, you wouldn't call them bigots, because they, the 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 ministers, are people who sit quietly with you, and reason things out, and their preaching is gentle, devotional, and very very beautiful. So I. I have subscribed to them since then. I took it up because I loved the atmosphere of it and the me the meetings that they had and they hold. Their YouTube channel, actually, is also very good, the Trinitarian Bible Society. And um, But now, regarding 1985, when I was growing up, uh, there had always been a Christian bookshop in the town and <clears throat> excuse me and when I, after I made a profession of faith um, my childhood friend as I explained in the previous episode um, he took me there to buy uh, a series of g Bible um, guides to help me in my reading of the Bible I did that, and I formed a friendship with those people, naturally, and they invited me then to their meetings on a Friday night, where they had different speakers uh, from different churches and places, and they also had um, diff uh, speakers and deputation workers from various societies. One was the Banner of Truth, and the other was the, the Trinitarian Bible Society. And that's how I got in to both of those at the same time. It was through the, the meetings on, on a Friday evenings, I remember that clearly, our, our own uh, church midweek meeting was Wednesday, and we had the meetings in the Christian bookshop on a Friday at 7 p.m. I've never forgotten that. Lovely, lovely times of fellowship. Um, that, so there we are, the, the Banner of Truth and the Trinitarian Bible Society. Now then, the fourth note is this. We should be sure to be in partnership with ministries and societies that are a blessing to us. Right, now then, why do I mention this in the, under the subject of personal recommendations? Because as I concluded um, in the last episode, Coffee Episode Part 2, um, I was asked, as, as I've told you, will you, do you accept donations? And I understand that you have heard something that's impressed you or been, a, been meaningful to you and maybe even a blessing to you. I don't know. Only God knows. Uh, and you want to respond to that. And I, I fully appreciate it. But as I told you, this is not that kind of work. I do, I don't, I'm not in this to uh, increase my personality as a Christian. All everyone who knows me knows I'm a Christian. Um, they they have heard my test. A lot of them, majority of them, have heard my testimony, 
and I will do, I think, another episode about how I became how I became a Christian uh, more in more detail, and my, um, my, my the way that I dis- dispose of this, I, I dispose my myself in the world. Uh, but uh, what I'm I'm about here is the the fact that if you want to donate, look, there are others that are um, worthier than I from whom I get all this. Um, and a lot of it, as I said, has come to me in prayer as well. Um, I don't deny that either. Oh, why, why would I ever deny that? Um, but what, what I exhort you to do at this point here, right now, sitting here this morning, I exhort you to get in fellowship um, and be partners with ministries and societies that are a blessing to you. And I would heartily recommend the the previous three sources that I have cited. Now then... Now then, I want to conclude this episode um, with uh, something very special to me, um, and it is for you to get. I, I, by the way, I am not under. I'm not contracted to the Bible Reading Fellowship. I am not uh, on commission from them to uh, uh, to sell these things. I'm not trying to sell these things in the first place, but I am recommending them to you. Uh, I, 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 you, you, if you will not regret, if you are a believer, you will not regret getting in to anything that I have recommended uh, in this episode. Now then, coming to what I want to read to you, and it is very special to me, and it is from Guidelines, Bible Study for Today's Ministry and Mission by the Bible Reading Fellowship. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, I'm reading an, from a series of notes entitled Training for Heaven. Uh, by the, by, and it's, every author is cited, and I will read... Uh, the short biography, I will name the author, uh, a, a lady by the name of Valerie Hobbs. Valerie Hobbs, and if I can find her short biography that they post. Uh, Valerie Hobbs is a linguist at the University of Sheffield and author of An Introduction to Religious Language, Bloomsbury, 2021. Her next book is about gender-based violence within Christian white male supremacy. In her spare time, she enjoys writing about the Bible at lampofthelamb.com. That's lampofthelamb.com. Dot com, and as I say, the the series of notes that she has done are entitled 
training for heaven. I'm going to read the the introduction to it and the last note and the conclusion to that. Okay? But in every issue of guidelines, there is on one page, on the first page proper, um, the, the BRF prayer. And I'll read it to you. Faithful God, thank you for growing BRF from small beginnings into a worldwide family of ministries. We rejoice as young and old discover you through your word and grow daily in faith and love. Keep us humble in your service, ambitious for your glory, and open to new opportunities. For your name's sake, Amen. Now then, the Training for Heaven Introduction How can you miss what you've never had? In Tiny Love Stories in the New York Times, a recently divorced woman reflects on this question from her therapist as she grieves over the shared meals she and her husband rarely had during their marriage. The therapist probes further. Is that what you missed as a child? Yes, she replies, finally letting herself mourn her past and present. This is a human mystery, missing what we've never had. God distributes his love generously and with purpose. Immediately after Adam and Eve fell, God clothed and fed his broken children, guiding their hands through the first sad sacrifice of animals, a sign from a sign of the redemption they now needed. As God's glory of and sto, as God's story of rescue continued, he offered yet more such signs. An ark for safe passage through watery judgment, freedom from Egyptian slavery, manna from heaven, water from a rock, deliverance from exile, Jesus' healing hands. Great is his faithfulness. God gives and gives. His memory of his promises never failing. His every physical provision, training the tear-stained eyes, worn hands, hungry stomachs, and broken hearts of his people toward their future. 
complete restoration in body and soul. By grace, through faith in Jesus Christ, the gift of salvation opens our eyes to the wonders of our eternal home with God. And in this world of suffering, we long for that day when all will be well. While we wait in this wounded world, we are Christ's hands and feet. This series reflects on this space of tension and fixed anxiously between heaven and earth, where God in his kindness communicates through our actions of peace, love and compassion for our neighbour. He stirs up a longing for things they too have never had, and through Jesus and through us trains their eyes for ever heaven. And I'm going to read the last note with the uh, with the conclusion. But first, it involves a reading from two portions of Scripture. The note is entitled, I will be found by you. I will be found by you. And there are two readings. The first is from Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 1 to 14. And I'm reading from the Bible translation recommended largely by the Bible Reading Fellowship, namely the New Revised Standard Version. Um, <clears throat> I'm getting myself organized here. Jeremiah chapter 29. It is Jeremiah's letter to the exiles in Babylon, and it's verses 1 to 14. These are the words of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent you from Jerusalem to the remaining elders among the exiles and to the priests, the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. This was after Jack King Jeconiah and the Queen Mother, the court officials, the leaders of Judah and Jerusalem, the artisans and the smiths had departed from Jerusalem. The letter was sent by the hand of Elasa, son of Shaphan, and Gemariah, son of Hilkiah, whom King Zedekiah of Judah sent to Babylon to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. It says, 
Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and live in them, plant gardens and eat what they produce, take wives and have sons and daughters, Take wives for your sons, and give your daughters in marriage, that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there, and do not decrease. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare you will find your welfare. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Do not let the prophets and the diviners who are among you deceive you, and do not listen to the dreams that they dream up, for it is a lie that they are prophesying to you in my name. I did not send them, says the Lord. For thus says the Lord, Only when Babylon's seventy years are completed will I visit you, and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for your welfare, and not for your harm, to give you a future with hope. For, for, with hope. Sorry, I lost my place. Uh, then, when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me, if you seek me with all your heart. I will let you find me, says the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. And that concludes the first reading. Now, the second reading is from John chapter 1, uh, and it's verses, oh no, 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 uh, it's from verses uh, 35 to 42, from verses 35 to 42. And I'm going to read them again from the same translation of scripture that I just mentioned. The first disciples of Jesus. The next day, John 
again was standing with two of his disciples. That's John the Baptist, by the way. And as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they walked with Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which is translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. And they came and saw where he was staying. And they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who had heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. And that concludes the second reading. Now then, I will now read you the note accompanying that. Right. I will be found by you, or as it says in the, the translation I've just read, I will let you find me. Oh, there's a lot to unpack there, but we're not going to do so now. I am going to read the note and its conclusion. Um, <clears throat> One sum of heaven's story is this. Finding what is lost. Lost paradise, lost coin, lost sheep, lost rest, lost joy, lost hope. Banished from God's garden, enslaved to sin and death, God's people were scattered from one end of the earth to the other. In exile, we find no repose, only an anxious mind, eyes weary with longing, a despairing heart. Night after night, we dissolve our couch with tears, Psalm 6, verse 6. We see him whom our soul loves. We seek him. We call for him, but he does not answer. We are passing away. We are passing away. We are perishing. We are all 
perishing. Numbers chapter 17 verse 12 There is yet <clears throat> there is no pure purely linear plot rather the bible tells and retells god's story of lost and found the same hope to every generation one people found and bound together by one perfect set of promises. Jeremiah 29 communicates this clearly. Here is the prophet's letter, written from Jerusalem, the city of God, portrait of the heavenly realm, addressed to those in exile, who all who survive here is God's letter to us, and here are his instructions. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Marry and multiply. Seek peace and prosperity. The peace and prosperity of this earthly city. As it prospers, we will prosper. And finally, a warning. Watch out for those who tell lies in God's name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 5 to 9. Definitely a paraphrase. And here is God's oath fulfilled, a glimpse of heaven and earth made new. I will be found by you. I will let you find me and bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Again, a paraphrase, this time of verses nine to uh, sorry, eleven to fourteen of Jeremiah chapter twenty-nine. We will find refuge. We will find joy in the Lord. Seek, and we will find. Ask for ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. And you will find rest for your souls. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16. Yes, we will find rest. Where are we? I've lost my place again. I'm sorry. What is this way? We will find rest, but what is this way? How will God be found by us? The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother 
and tell him, We have found the Messiah. And he brought him to Jesus. John chapter 1, verses 41 and 42. Layer upon layer, story after story, this is God's masterpiece of lost and found. Having found our Saviour, we have become in his eyes as one who finds peace. And that's the end of the note. And this is the conclusion, entitled, as always, Guidelines. These, this set of notes have probed that unsettling space between the whole earth's groan for glory, the Spirit's current indwelling among God's people, and a hope of Jesus' return. To walk alongside someone, to walk alongside someone in love, to train their eyes from heaven, so often involves sitting with them in that place of unrest, holding grief and joy together, informing each other. And this is no easy task especially in a society that presses us to rush past pain and loss, quick fix, chin up, stiff upper lip, keep calm and carry on. Questions. What sadness are you suppressing? What hurt do those around you carry quietly? Have you had any offers of peace rejected? What glimpses of heaven have you encountered recently? Reflect on the sorrow and joy around you, considering them in the light of Jesus' own words about this tension in Matthew chapter 5, verses 3 to 6 and I'll leave you to look that up. That concludes this episode, but I would want to say I hope it's been a real blessing. It's the longest, I think, of the three coffee episodes. We have discussed um, the, the episodes thus far. We have, I have tried to uh, address your questions, comments, and um, and. Uh, messages, and I have sought to show you where I'm coming from in terms of personal recommendations. Ep the episodes will are far easily, far more easily produced on in the with the new equipment. Rather, um, so there will be more um, because something that's easier to do is more often done. So I wish you every blessing, and I hope you take up at least some of my recommendations, if only temporarily. May the Lord richly bless you, and I look forward to doing another episode, and I hope and pray you look forward to listening to it. God bless you, 
and thank you all for everything. In Jesus' name, amen.